I'm about that life. If you want to be about that life, connect with us on social media. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live That Life Now, on Twitter at Live That Life 20, and at YouTube That Life. Contact us via inbox, DM, or email at livethatlifenow at gmail.com with feedback or show topic ideas. Every time we look up, we want to see you winning. Live, Live that, that life, life now. Hey, man. Sometimes it takes the bad days to appreciate the good ones. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Have you ever felt like you couldn't make it? Welcome to That Life Podcast, where we discuss love and relationships, spirituality and faith, career and education, pop culture, and everything in between. We give our take on it all as we navigate the path to living that life. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to another conversation. Welcome. Today's topic is going to be something that the world has been discussing, uh, dealing with the trial and the case of George Floyd. But what we want to do in today's episode is make sure that people truly understand understand the definition of stereotyping, prejudice, and discrimination. Right. And we want to preface it by saying, for all of this, you know, we're not experts. Um, you know, and our opinions are simply our opinions, you know, and our feelings, our views on this, you know, um, it does not reflect the opinions of other people mm-hmm. or other entities that, you know, we may be associated with. It's just that on this podcast, we are, you know, committed to talking about everything, all those things that affect you and those things that, you know, you need to be aware of and discuss if you are truly going to live that life. And so this is current news. This is world news. These are subjects that are very important to us all. And so we're going to talk about it a little today. We can start off, like you said, by talking about the case and the verdict Um, In the case of George Floyd, you know, um, an African-American man that was murdered by a police officer, you know, during an arrest. So talk about that a little bit, especially, you know, you being a black man. um, I I like to hear, you know, your thoughts on that whole situation. Well, the issue is, and, and something I keep having conflict with myself is, again, it's 2021. Mm hmm. And we are still dealing with this type of issues Mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. You know, I keep saying that it was only 60 years ago that uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and the civil rights movements and these things was happening. Again, only 101 years ago that the women have rights. And so, but yet, as all these years have came, we are still dealing with this type of discrimination mm-hmm. that, you know, I've heard growing up, you know, the white man got me down. Mm-hmm. And 
I would always say, well, where do they have us at? We are, we have more freedoms. We can go to school. We could do this. We could do that. But then this case in 2020 is a true demonstration of a white man, police officer, has his knee on our neck for nine minutes, causing the breath to leave us. Mm -hmm. And so... When you see that and you go through that, it's painful because Mm -hmm. we thought we were at least overcoming. And I'll say it in an action word of we're still trying to get through. But I would have never thought that I would see this in 2020, that these types of things are still happening. And even though we've been saying it, uh, you know, a lot over the last few years, but the reality is it's never stopped. Um, you know, well, that, camera that's, phones that comes and things the reality. like that, you know, give it a bigger platform. You talked about, you know, civil rights movement and things like that. These things have always happened. Um, we see it more now. Um, we're hyper alert to it for, you know, people that weren't aware or, you know, just had the luxury of not having to think about it. In the past, you know, in the last few years, we see it a lot. But even as we see it a lot, we still, like you said, we feel like I can't believe I'm dealing with this or I'm seeing this in 2020, 2021, you know, those types of things. And so it's it's painful, you know. Um, you're a black man, you know. Um, and so, you know, I, I would imagine I can't speak for black men But I would imagine that, you know, you have to feel at some point that could easily be me. Could be me. I have, you know, black sons. Uh Uh, So it's a major issue where my sons is driving and moving and going and coming that I have to continue be in prayer over this type of abuse or Mm -hmm. discrimination it's sad and again you know we see it now it's more on tv shows and it's in media it's on social media we see it uh where it's becoming more addressed but then we still see actions Mm -hmm. you know in different cities and states that prove that they still have us down to a degree Mm -hmm. and you know it's traumatic. It, it, it's, a, it's a type of trauma that you live with every day. Um, I've had conversations with a lot of different people, you know, about this. And it's, it's very difficult because, like you said, you know, when you have family members, um, husbands, you know, of course, my perspective is that of a black woman. Um, but when you have husbands and kids and nieces and nephews and sisters and brothers and, you know, all these people, you are always worried. And I'll say for parents, you know, you have those natural worries that every parent Mm -hmm. has, you know, oh, you know, my kids are out. Are they going to be okay? You know, are they, you don't want your kid to get kidnapped, right? You don't want your kid to be in a car accident or things like that, that parents worry about, you know, when your kids are out. But then when you have a black child, you have some extra things that you have to worry about, you know, that some other groups may not have to worry about, you know, what's going to happen if they are pulled over or if they are taking a jog or they're going to the store or, walking. or just walking, you know. it. And that's those, the, that right traumatic. there is the sad part, uh, uh, again, for me, that in 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. 
we still have to worry about that. That 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 to me, I I just I guess I can't wrap around. It's hard because you literally, you know, the way I describe it is for all of us, we're watching the whole world. We're watching and we see these events unfold. I know for me, um, as I was waiting for the verdict in this particular case, I literally held my breath and I didn't realize that I hadn't exhaled. It took me a minute to realize it, but I literally couldn't breathe, you know, and once the verdict was read, I I felt a rush of different emotions, you know. I'll admit, you know, one of them was surprised um, because as much as I wanted this person to be held accountable, I was surprised, you know, um, because we've seen so many other cases where people have not been held accountable. And, you know, it was felt that you had video that was clear and the case was clear cut, the way that this seemed clear cut. But you know, as many times we've seen this and we thought it was clear as day, people have not been held accountable. The other thing I felt was jubilation. You know, I was happy. I felt joy and I felt relief because I felt, wow, this is a statement. At least it's saying my life matters. My husband's life matters, you know, um, and, and, and I shouldn't have to feel that. You know, number one, I definitely shouldn't have to feel surprised. Um, I shouldn't have to be relieved. I shouldn't have to have a public declaration um, stating that my life matters because why? I'm a human being, right? He was a human being. Um, his family members, you know, they're human beings who loved another person. They shouldn't have to have a public declaration, right? Um, to say that that this person's life matters. But that's how I felt. I felt that sense of joy. I felt that. But then finally, after all of that, after the surprise, after the joy, you know, um, I was concerned. And that's my reality because I was concerned about what happens next. Is there going to be backlash? Because as many people as we saw all over the world that were happy about that verdict and felt like, you know, finally, they someone's being... They can exhale like mm-hmm. me. I, they, they were like me. They could exhale and they felt like this person's being held accountable. It was like, what happens next? Because people are, not everyone's happy. Is there going to be backlash? You know, um, what's going to happen safety-wise? And then what's going to happen at the sentencing? You know, we this was a victory, right? But then what's going to happen at the sentencing? Is the sentencing going to be fair? You know, or will we see discrimination yet again in the way a person is sentenced? You know, and... Other questions, will this really be the start of change, you know? And so all these things were running through my mind and I shouldn't have to think that way and I shouldn't have to feel that way and live that way. But like you said, the reality is even in 2021, these are the types of thoughts we have and this is the type of trauma that we live with every day. Yeah, even, you know, for me, (laughs) I, I'm going to be honest, it was a thing I was driving home and they kept saying that the verdict is getting ready to be read. The verdict is getting ready to be read. And I'm like, I need gas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need to get to the gas station before they read the verdict because I don't know what the outcome is going to be. And I don't know what the actions of people in general mm-hmm. is going to be, whether the out- would whatever way the outcome goes. Mm-hmm. 
again, that's something I feel like I shouldn't have to think about. Right. The verdict was read before I stopped for gas. So I didn't get gas. I kept going. So then I get home and, you know, I'd already heard it in the car. And it was guilty on all charges. Yes, I was shocked. But then I, I started to think, you know, what conversations are people having? What are mm-hmm. we doing? I said, because this nine minutes, eight, nine minutes is intentional. I don't care how mm-hmm. you look at it. That is intentional. Oh, absolutely. It was Very intentional. intentional you know, saying, stop. Yes, this was intentional. <laughs> and we, we cannot slay we away yeah. from that. It we was intentional. We have to just be honest. But this is me with everything I do, work, church, counseling, family, period. I'm like, even the police officer has a family. Mm -hmm. And now he's going to jail for life or years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one person end up dead and another person end up going to jail. We lost two fathers, two uncles, two men. Yes. And to me... We have to, as a people... We have to do better. We have to understand our stereotypes. We have to understand our prejudice, and we have to cut down we have to get the rid discrimination. Of because like you said, you know, this was a great victory. You know, it was one in a case of many that other people did not get the justice that they feel mm-hmm. that their family members deserve. But this was a great victory. But like you said, if we're going to see a better day and a better future, then it's going to take all of us, right? Because I can't help but think about all those other cases where there was no video. You know, things that are happening today, maybe even happened yesterday, but no one was recording. What happens there? Because we've seen cases where there were video and people got away. And so if we're going to get past that, it's going to take all of us and we're going to have to be intentional about it. And we're going to have to do our part you know, to break down and destroy these stereotypes, these prejudices, this discrimination. And the first and most important thing that we can do, I think, is to become aware. Yes. You know, and so Aware and educate. With this going on, we need to have conversations with each other like we're doing now, Mm -hmm. and especially with our children. You know, we want to have conversation with our youth, our teenagers, because... One thing, we don't want them to think that every police officer is bad. Right. The police job is to serve and protect. Now, with everything, we have some people that are just bad people, but that's not everyone. Mm-hmm. And we have to make sure we have conversations and we have to, to make we sure. We definitely have to. We have to be intentional about that because it is very hard. You know, you brought up a point yesterday because like you said, we have these conversations often. Um, and you said... I can't imagine being a six, seven, eight-year-old child right now and um, a black child and watching the news and hearing, you know, the parents and different people talk about what's going on in the world and then getting in trouble, you know, because remember, as kids, you're taught, you know, police are there to serve and protect. And if you get in trouble, you call the police. And so that confusion of, if I'm in trouble, do I call them? What do I do? You know, do I stay here and try to deal with whatever is going on or do I call them and risk? Are they going to hurt me? You know, so when you're young and not really understanding it, and I'll be honest because this is just our conversation. Again, I'm just a person like everyone else. I struggle with that because although I am an adult, I know that all policemen are not bad. You know, 
like we talk about the stereotypes. I know that all policemen are not bad and I'm not going to judge all policemen based on the actions of a few bad apples, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you're sometimes afraid if you call the police, will I get the bad one or will I get the good person? You know, the good guy, the good woman right. um, in that uniform. And so it is <laughs> something that's difficult, but I think we have to just educate and we yes. have to break down stereotypes and say, not all policemen are bad. Some people really put on that uniform and they have the intention of doing a good job and serving and protecting everyone. All men, women, everyone boys, the girls. same yes. way. We we and and in school when we're young, they bring police officers to the school to do mm-hmm. little speeches and they call them yes. officer friendly. Yes. And so we want and we believe that officers can and should be friendly. And so we still want to teach that. We still want to inspire that. We don't want people to think because we have a few, Mm -hmm. you know, and the few may become more than the normal, but I still believe in my heart there are some officer friendlies out there. And you have to really be intentional about, like you said, those small children who, you know, you're taught officer friendly comes to the school. If you're in trouble, call the police. This is what you do. And, but then they're seeing the TV because they're on the internet and they see the the TV. So that's why you have to have the conversation. I'm glad that TV shows, I've noticed, especially this TV season, a lot of different TV shows are addressing these very same things that we're talking about today. Stereotypes, prejudices, discrimination, they are tackling it head on. And so I think that's healthy. You know, if you are watching a TV show and you see that they're doing it in a way that you feel is beneficial, it's healthy, it's educational, then you may want to, you know, record, save that episode so that you can show it for your children and have a family conversation about it. Because... It's really out there. The information is out there. You know, this is a time where people are talking about this. And that's a good thing because that's the way to start. You have to have conversations. So let's talk a little bit about stereotypes. What are stereotypes? So stereotypes are beliefs about attributes that are thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I want to make people understand stereotypes is just our thoughts Mm -hmm. to be characteristics of members particular to a certain group. So stereotypes is our cognition. It's our beliefs about a certain group or people or person. And so, you know, the tendency to attribute personality characteristics to people on the basis of their external experience or their social group membership is what stereotypes. So it could be the physical, the attraction, the sex, the race, the age, the gender, uh, the religion, and anything that could come in a form of some type of negativity. Right. So basically, a stereotype is is only a generalization, right? Mm-hmm. It's a generalization or an assumption, you know, that you make, like you said, a thought that you make about a group of people, you know, and like you said, they can be based on anything. You can make these generalizations based on race, based on gender, age, et cetera, right? Right. And so they can be positive or negative. So for example, you can say all people in group X are smart, right? We see generalizations like that where you say all these people are smart or all these people are good at math and science, right? Or all these people can dance, Or it can be negative. You can say, all these people are lazy, you know, but it's a generalization. It's just your thought. It's an assumption that you make about a group of people. Not a proven fact, correct. Exactly. And And the thing about stereotypes is that 
they don't take individuals into account. Right. Right? You are singling out an entire group of people. You're not, you know, maybe I'm a part of that group, but maybe I'm not good in math and science. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Maybe, you know, I can't dance or whatever the case is, but you're not taking individuals into account. Right. You know, you are taking a entire group of people and you're making an assumption. Right. And you know what that reminds me of? I'll throw this in. Um, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, that's another thing that as kids, you learn a lot about that. I remember being in school as a little kid and we would do these shows, especially for Black History Month and kids are learning mm-hmm. that speech. But the part that always stuck out to me was when he was talking about his kids and he said his dream is that that they would be judged on the content of their character right. and not the color of their skin. And so all he's asking is, I have a dream that my children will not be stereo- will not be stereotyped. They will not be generalized. You know, generalizations will not be made about them based on the color of their skin. That they will be judged by the content of their character as an individual. And these stereotypes has <laughs> been going on a long time. We we even know in the Bible when uh, John one forty six. <laughs> when uh, Philip was talking and he was telling him about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I and love this. <laughs> what did uh what did he say when when he was talking about Jesus and you need to come meet him and he's doing this and we met uh, this we met the Messiah basically. And then you he know? said, Well, where is he from? And he said, From Nazareth. And he said, Can anything, anything good, good come, come out of Nazareth? Nazareth? And so that's, that's a, stereotype. a stereotype that you think, oh, he from Nazareth. You just gonna, you know, you're just gonna discount them. Like, yes. can anything good come from Nazareth? Yes. Nazarenes don't birth anything good. Nothing good comes from <laughs> right. over there. That's that is a stereotype, and that is in the Bible. Yes, you know, but those types of things happen today. Yes, you know, they're from this place. You know, they can't be worth too much. Right. You know, we can't do that. We have to break those down. That yes. is what that is a definition. Of a stereotype. Exactly. So then we move to defining prejudice, which is a negative attitude or affective response towards a certain group and individual members. Prejudice is the way you feel about Mm. people that you think about, which is, you know, this is why they go hand in hand. Prejudice is how you truly feel your Mm -hmm. emotions about the stereotype or the group or the Nazarenes, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. It's a belief, you know. It's not based on experience or fact. It's just your belief or feeling. So it's a prejudgment Mm -hmm. against something or someone, you know. You just believe that this group or, you know, this person, that they are this way based on Anything other than fact. And because you believe that, you feel a certain way. You really feel a certain way towards them. them. And so. And you're not open. No. That's the key. You're You're not open. When you have a prejudice, Mm -hmm. you are not open to anyone in that group. So I saw something online. Um, It was a store. And um, they showed the difference. Like they have, they showed the black healthcare and beauty section and those products. And then they showed like, just other products. And they, you know, they had the them sectioned off, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a belief that we need to have this because the they're sectioned off, right? 
and they have glass panels on them, right? And they have these alarm triggers, right? And so that's the act that they actually did it. We'll get into that. But they had the act because they believed that apparently that black people steal more than other groups because the other um, ethnic groups and products, there was nothing. There were no, it was not walled in by glass. Mm. There were no alarm protectants on mm-hmm. each product. And so that's why we have to be careful with prejudice yes. because those beliefs will turn into actions and those actions are discrimination. Right. Unfair treatment. That's unfair treatment. Exactly. And this here is what gets us in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, the stereotypes is bad, what mm-hmm. we think about. The prejudice is bad, how we feel about a group. Mm-hmm. But the discrimination is the unfair treatment of members of a particular group based on their membership in that group. Discrimination is the behaviors, as mm-hmm. you talked about, the acts mm-hmm. of what we do, how we do, how we respond to a person of a different sex creed, color, behavior towards others based on prejudice because of how we felt Mm -hmm. or how we feel or what was taught. These prejudice, as we could see Mm -hmm. in the George Floyd case, either has people uh, in jail or dead. Mm -hmm. And when you go in the corporate world, it could make you lose your job. Right. So if you have listened to stereotypes, right, these generalizations about people, you know, this group, they're all criminals or whatever, right? And then you have these feelings and these beliefs, these prejudices, right? Against this group of people. And then you act on it. Yes. You know, then now you are discriminating against that group based on those stereotypes, those um, prejudices that you have. And so your actions demonstrate that you treat that group differently than others. You brought up George Floyd. I'll give an example. If you have a belief that George Floyd was a black man, so if you have a belief that black people, let's say a stereotype that black people are all criminals, right? Um, And then you really have that prejudice in your heart. You really believe that and you feel that, oh, they're probably a criminal anyway, right? Then you treat that person in a way that you wouldn't treat a person outside of that group, that is discrimination. Yes. You know, and so if you are going to hold this person down and put your knee on their neck, but you wouldn't do that to someone else who was arrested for the same thing, and the arrest in itself, you probably wouldn't have even arrested the person and another group um, for that same infraction. All of these work together. Yes. And this is why we have yes. to be careful. So the, the example of the store, The belief that, you know, maybe all black people, for instance, um, are or black people are more prone to steal, you know, then makes you discriminate your action show because you put that glass, Mm -hmm. you put those products that are right next to other products, other health and beauty products. But the ones that are specific to black people, they are behind the glass case or they have these security examples. Now you're acting on that belief that you have or a stereotype that may exist. And so now you are discriminating and you have to be careful of that. You want to eradicate these stereotypes and these prejudices so that we do not get to that point. Because we can see your action. Right. And those actions, like I said, those actions will get you in trouble. Yeah. um, Because 
you go into your workplaces or, you know, wherever and you are discriminating against other people, number one, you're harming them. You are hurting them. And that is something that you need to know. You know, you need to really be cognizant of the fact that you're truly hurting people when you do that. And we see discrimination, you know, in so many ways. We see it, you know, based on race. We see it based on sexuality, mm-hmm. based on age. You know, we see discrimination in housing. We've seen unfair housing practices, yes. right? Where people have been discriminated against based on some of these, these factors, you know. Or you see a certain group being monitored or followed, you know, without cause, Right. And again, it can be based on age. It could be a group of younger people. Right. Right. And they're being followed through a store, you know, whereas you may have a group of people that are older than them. No one's paying them any attention, you know. And so we have to stop with these stereotypes, with these prejudices, and then ultimately the discrimination. Yes. So we have to understand these three is, and especially with prejudice, it builds up what is called racism. Mm -hmm. And this racism is that it can be the belief, but it can also be the action. So racism is taking the prejudice and the discrimination and forming it in action, like you said, in the store, or like we've seen in the, the case we're talking about. These racisms is... Is is a way embedded sometimes in societies and DNA uh, in the criminal justice system and the healthcare mm-hmm. system, you know, in different ways that you know have to be these walls of this prejudice and racism. It's a shame I keep saying in 2021, mm-hmm. we still have to march. This is why Black Lives Matter and people are still marching. The same march we did in the 1960s, mm-hmm. they're still marching that the walls, yes. just the walls will come down of this unfair treatment. Right. Like you said, racism is a type of prejudice, right? And so the thing about racism is that it can be a belief. You know, you walk around just feeling like I'm superior. Mm-hmm. I'm better than because of whatever, you know, but it can also be an action. And so you mentioned like the criminal justice system. That's an example of institutional racism. Yes, We've seen it, you know, the way, like you said, that it's embedded in the DNA of our society. So we've seen it in the criminal justice system. Like I said earlier, we've seen it in the housing. We've seen it in the healthcare system. And so it has to stop because literally people, you know, we have lives on the line. And it's not just us dying in the streets, which we are. We we saw it, you know, on video. But it's also, like you said, the healthcare system, you yeah. know, where people are not always paying attention to certain groups of people just based on them being in that group. And people, stereotype. <laughs> and the stereotypes. And people have literally died um, as a result of institutional racism in our healthcare systems because they didn't receive the same type of care or attention as other groups based on stereotypes, prejudices, yes. racism. And that's fact. That's fact when you mm-hmm. look at uh criminal justice system, the prisoner, uh, the imprisonment of a black young man versus another race. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the time we get for sometimes the smallest crime versus someone else. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the healthcare, it's really big because, you know, if I went to the hospital for one thing mm-hmm. and someone else of another nationality went to the hospital, they would run all these tests on them. For me, they they would check just for what black people get, mm-hmm. you know, without ruling out certain that things. That sounds shocking. But it's literally no, been it's, proven. It's, those those things I'm saying is factual. Mm-hmm. It's sad to say, and many times you don't know this. And but that's why we're here to make you aware, though, because you need to advocate for yourself. And I've heard these things from people in the criminal system, white and in people. The medical I've heard system. these from uh, white doctors that say what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to treat. And so I am always grateful, and I say this all the time, because there are a lot of good. Mm-hmm. Good white people and other nationalities and ethnic mm-hmm. group out there that continue to stand up for right, whether they're marching if or we're not. we're going to make a change for any group, you know, no matter what it is, if it's based on race, if it's based on gender, if it's based on sexuality, yes. ethnicity, ethnic, ethnicity, whatever it is, you're going to have to have allies from other groups because you can't, one group cannot really totally do it on their own. And so that's why it's so important that we are open and we are aware, right, of what other groups face so that we can be um, allies, so that we can break down these stereotypes and break down these prejudices and break down these um, this discrimination that's occurring. And so one minor form that I think I want to make people aware of it's a, t- a term that has become popular. I would probably say like in the last 10 years, it's called microaggressions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't, you've probably experienced it. You probably just don't know the term, but we need to be more aware and conscious and intentional about the things we say. Because when you say things to someone like, you know, if you're a school counselor, for instance, and you say something like you tell a, a child of a certain group, Maybe you should consider a less challenging course of study. (laughs) It's like, why? (laughs) You know, why should I consider something, you know, less challenging? These things happen. Why why would somebody say that? Why would, say, a guidance counselor or a teacher say that to a student? And it's like, have you looked at my grades? Like, this person could have a 4.0, and you're like, you just take a look at them and say, maybe you should consider a less challenging course of study. What are they looking at? Because they're not looking at all of that. What are they looking at? A lot of times they're looking at the color of your skin. Yes. You know, or, you know, they say things like, you're in a store. Maybe you should look at these less expensive items. Yes. I don't want to look at those items. That's why I'm over here looking at these items. They put us in a box. They want to put, you know, certain people in a box where... It happens with younger people. And sometimes... It happens with, you know, based on race, you can be a young person in a store and and you're looking at expensive things. And they're like, why are you looking at those? Maybe you should be over here. Right. People And it's ridiculous. People think we can't afford things also. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know what your family sometimes have, but because they see you, Mm -hmm. they just assume you can't afford a certain thing. So like you can't afford to go to certain schools. You can't afford Mm -hmm. to to, to do certain things. And that is, like you said, microaggression. You know, or even just being ignored at a store where you're there. Or followed. Yes. You know, it's you are there. Let's say you're being ignored. You're there. You're at the counter. You're waiting and you're looking around and they're servicing all these other people. 
and no one's paying any attention to you, you know, like you said, or being followed and you notice they're not following anyone else. These are microaggressions. These things are difficult to deal with when you deal with them on a day-to-day basis or people just being surprised at your intelligence. They act like you're an anomaly, you know, just being surprised because they have these stereotypes embedded in them. Oh my God, you're not supposed to be that intelligent. I'm surprised, you know, (laughs) or when you notice someone grabbing their purse as you walk by. That is a microaggression. It's these little things. And these microaggressions come from these embedded stereotypes and these biases, and they become actions. So So, now they're discrimination. So bias uh, is a personal preference, like or dislike, especially when the tendency interferes with the ability to be impartial, Mm -hmm. unprejudiced, or objective. And so we have to understand we all have a type of bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to do inventory. Absolutely. Because bias is, a, is an example of, of prejudice, like yeah. you said. It is an example of prejudice. And we all have these biases. And so it can be unconscious bias mm-hmm. or implicit where you don't even realize it, you know, or it can be explicit bias, which means you're aware. Right. You know, you feel like um, women, for example, cannot lift heavy things or they should not be truck drivers or you have a woman. Construction workers. Right. You have a woman working at a construction site where there's mostly men. And so you intentionally do not give that woman, you know, um, the heavier items or projects or, you know, um, duties to assign because you're like, she's a woman, she can't do it. And you know that that's why you're doing it. That's explicit bias, you know. But then there are other times where we have implicit bias where we don't even realize it. We don't even realize that we're not um, treating the female person in the same way that we are the male employees or the male coworkers or whatever. And so what you said was key. We need to do inventory on ourselves. Yes, all of us. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to do that. We need to start with working on ourselves. Think about how these instances. Think about what we've seen in the media on TV has made us truly feel. Think about some things where you might not have paid attention that you were the victim. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel about that? How 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 did that work for you? If yes. you continue to go into an office where you feel uncomfortable, what is really going on? Mm-hmm. You know, you where need... people are always asking you about your hair or asking yeah. to touch your hair, yes. like your hair is not the normal things like that. You know, think about it, and like you said, think about yourself. Examine yourself. Yeah, you know the biases that you have. Don't create additional stereotypes and prejudice about others. Exactly. You know, learn people again for who they are. Exactly. You know, have conversations with people to better learn people instead of stereotyping them from what you've heard. You don't like it when you are made to be the representative for your group, right? right? It doesn't feel good when people make you, you know, where you're in a situation, I'll say this, when you're in a situation where you literally feel like my success, whether I swim or sink, is going to be a determining factor in what happens for all the other people in my group around me, right? I have to be above reproach or I have to be really good at what I do, right? Um, Because that's how people look at me. Like I represent, if I do well, then maybe someone else will get a chance. If I do really bad, 
Maybe they'll say, mm, I knew that group wasn't fit for this. You know, and so you don't like that. No one wants to be stereotyped or made to feel that way. You want to be judged as an individual. And you got to be careful. I, 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 I highly recommend, and I've had conversations with others, uh, but one thing you want to watch for is terms like you people. Yes. You, you have to be conscious of the things that you say and how you say them. Mm-hmm. Yes, and be intentional. You know, I've seen situations where people have gotten awards, right? Or they've gotten promotions. And then, you know, a person, maybe it's a minority, and a person will say, um, they'll immediately ask, what are your qualifications? Like, what 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 have you done that merits this award? Right. What have you done that merits you being in this position? But you didn't ask the other person before me. <laughs> right. No one asked that person because you just thought it was okay. That person deserved, and maybe they had less. They you know, were but privileged. it doesn't matter because no one asked. No right. one even thought to ask. It wasn't a factor right. because they deserved to be there. So I've seen those types of things. And if you've done those types of things, think about it. And how that can make someone feel. And so most importantly, have the conversations. Yes. You know, do the inventory with yourself, but have these conversations at home. Because it ultimately starts at home, right? Right. You need to do what you can. Do your part. Use your platform, whatever that is. For us, we're using this podcast. Yes, to, to create make people, change. Yeah, yes. to, to make people more aware in an effort to make change. If you have a platform or you have some level of privilege, Use it to create change. And then ask yourself, are you okay? That's another thing. Like you said, are you okay? How is this making you feel? If examining your biases, if it starts to make you uncomfortable, you're probably in a good place because we all need to get uncomfortable. That's right. Uncomfortable enough that it makes us decide to change. And then know that when you see everything that's going on, whether it's something happening with your particular group um, or another group, And you realize, I'm not okay. This hurts me. This bothers me when I see these other people dealing with this, or I see my people, my group, you know, dealing with this. Know that it's okay not to be okay, you know, because it's a hard thing to watch and to live and to see. And so know that it's okay to not be okay, but do the work. Have the conversations. Do what you can every day because it's going to take all of us doing our little part, right? Using our platform, using our privilege to increase equity, to break down these barriers of discrimination, prejudice, and discrimination. Yes, we we have to do that. We have to break these walls. We have to continue to have inclusion uh, for ourselves, for our families, for our communities, for our churches, for our jobs. We cannot continue to teach you to live that life now if we keep going back. Go out there, be intentional about making friends from other groups and engaging them, learning about them. We can't continue to do this, um, live this life if we don't do it. We have to do it. Go out there. Live live that that life now. now. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you for being about that life, that transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life. Go win and meet us here next week for another episode. Live that life now. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Are you a corporation in need of coaching and training? 
a church or a nonprofit that's seeking speakers, coaching, or training services, conference organizer in need of a keynote speaker, or a couple seeking relationship, premarital, or marital counseling or coaching. Great. Great. You, you are, are part, part of our C factor. factor. That Life is a faith-based firm that provides speaking, coaching, training, and consultant services. Are you ready to be about that life? That Life specializes in helping individuals and organizations create transformational shifts that help them transition from caterpillars to beautiful butterflies. And we're looking to connect with decision makers who are booking upcoming retreats, conferences, or trainings. We are also available for group or one-on-one coaching and consultant services. Please contact us for a free consultation at livethatlifenow at gmail.com. And remember to live live that that life life now. now.